It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. All right. Yeah. Do you ever see the pictures from um, people's Instagram and they're on vacation, but it looks like them trying to keep up with their own Instagram account seems like they're not on a vacation at all because it looks exhausting. Mm. Yeah. There is uh, someone that I follow that apparently didn't do a damn thing on vacation except run around from location to location snapping photos of themselves and everything else. Just so you know, when you go away on vacation, you can put your phone down and relax. You don't have to constant snap, 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 snap. Story, 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 story. And the person I'm talking about is like, it's a good friend and I almost feel like I want to just like let them know that it's possible that their family, who they're with, might not love that. No. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how I feel if my husband were out on a nice vacation somewhere uh, on a beach, let's say, and he's constantly, all he's doing is, can you video me doing this? Can you take a picture of me doing this? And there's five, six of them a day. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, two or three in a week, even four. Okay. I'm talking about two, three, four a day. It was more than that. Yeah. It was a lot. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Um. Hey, if you're going on vacation, enjoy your vacation, everybody. And you can take the After 9 podcast with you. Just mm-hmm. hit subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Whatever you want to do is fine with us. I had dinner yesterday with a mutual friend of ours. Oh, I uh, had no idea. I didn't see anything about it. <laughs> no, not a clue. It's funny. I'm talking about Dave Blizzard, who used to do the morning show with me way back when on the other station. And we haven't been on the air together in 10 years, I think. And to this day, mm-hmm. the few times that we post a picture together, boom, comment after comment is. after comment. Here it goes. But he is a regular listener of After 9, so thank you, Dave. And I'm not just saying this because he listens. I love Dave. I finally met him for the first time. I don't know what it was, like a year and a bit ago at uh, Canadian Music Week. I love him. Like, he's, I could have talked to him all night. He's great. He's a funny guy. And he uh, is on this weird diet. He read a book that completely changed his outlook. What is he on? It's, okay, I don't want to say it's a diet. It's a life-changing thing. Okay. I've talked about this in the past. If you want to stop smoking, you're a smoker, your resolution is I want to quit. Do yourself a favor. Read this book, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. I'll say it again. Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Do you know this from experience? Yep, absolutely. So I read that book. I had a cigarette and didn't have another one for a year. Isn't that that's how effective it is, because what he does is explain things in such a common sense, can argue it kind of way that you just realize the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? And he knows every little excuse that smokers use Mm -hmm. to try and justify smoking. And he calls you out on it. And you really are out of excuses after you read the book. So if you've tried everything from the gums to the patches to the the vapes and everything, and you didn't have any luck, what's the worst that could happen? You'll have wasted 25 bucks on a book that you should read anyway, so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. And it's really not a hard sell. In fact, he encourages you to smoke while you're reading the book. He says if you're a hardcore smoker and you're nervous about this, smoke away while you read it. He even points out in the book, there are many people who stopped reading it halfway through because they felt themselves quitting and didn't want to, or they got nervous or cold feet. So they didn't finish the book intentionally. He said it drives him crazy when people do that. But anyway, Alan Carr's easy way to stop smoking. Alan Carr, as it turns out, also wrote a book about eating and about getting fat. 
And he's got some very common sense things in there. He compares us to other animals on the planet. And yeah, we are animals. And he said, do you ever see a, a fat lion? Do you ever see a fat cheetah? Do you ever see a fat giraffe? There's a reason for that. And he explains what's going on and why you overeat mm-hmm. and why you make the choices you make when you decide you want to eat. A lot of the time it's mental. They do say that if you watch any of those like uh, overweight reality type shows, which sometimes I get drawn into, a lot of the time they say it's all up here and it really has nothing to do with your stomach. So Dave read this book and it changed his life. Case in point, last night we were at St. Louis Bar and Grill. We were watching the Leaf game. I ordered three, but I had three beers while we were there. Three pints of Stella because they're six bucks on Tuesday nights. He ordered a Stella and I thought, oh, guess he's throwing that diet out the window. I think he drank a third of a beer. And when I ordered a pound of wings with fries as a side, he ordered battered cauliflower and some weird quinoa salad and didn't finish either of them. Yet he was full just because he read this book. It's crazy. We got to get him on here to explain that book because his mindset when it comes to food is completely different from the fat fucker that I used to know. Oh. <laughs> and that's why we need to have him on. Just right there, ladies and gents. Uh, I'm sure he thought it while I was sitting there with wings yeah. all over my fingers and all over my <laughs> mouth. He said worse to you, hasn't he? Yeah, he said a lot sure. worse to me. In any case, uh, yeah, it was good to see Dave. We will get him on a podcast at some point and he can explain this diet that he's on because I think it would be helpful for a lot of people. Have you seen, it was floating around yesterday, mainly on Instagram and Facebook. It's a company over in the UK. They're a startup. They've invented the most uncomfortable toilet seat ever. The standard toilet is angled 13 degrees forward. It increases the strain on your legs so you don't sit on the toilet as long because people sit there and they play on their phones. We've talked about that recently in the podcast. So the whole premise of it is if it's uncomfortable on the john, maybe you won't stay on the john as long. What a dumb idea. You think it's stupid? This is one of the stupidest inventions I think I've ever heard. And they created this mainly for the benefit of companies who have employees who take way too long in the bathroom. You can't possibly take more than a five-minute break, otherwise your calves are going to start to burn and your thighs. Welcome to a lot of the time being a woman in a public toilet. There's no shortage of us who squat while we pee. And we try to make it the quickest pee, which is hard sometimes when we have to pee, and it takes a while sometimes. When we do that, it burns so much, you're like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because you can't hold that weight up that long. No, it's squatting. You're essentially squatting. I get it. In fact, last night I did one bathroom break when I was at the bar and there was a guy who walked in there and he, like no shame, just walked in right into the stall and took a giant (laughs) shit. And he did that unapologetically. Like just wait, unlike Dave, he finished his full meal, I assume. Yeah. And he let out a fart and then just (laughs) pooped away as I was standing there at the urinal. And I was like, Bro, you're in public. Like this is a public bathroom. That's so rude. You walked in there so quickly and the fart came out that quick that I don't even think you wiped down that toilet seat first. He didn't even like throw it anchors away or anything like that. No warning. (laughs) No. He didn't give you any heads up. He didn't say, bro, get the fuck out of here right now. No. Nothing. Nothing. Would you have liked him to give you a heads up? A courtesy would have been nice. A courtesy like, hey man, zip zip, let's go. Well, here, and I was thinking, I was worried for this guy because... Like I said, there was no way 
that he had enough time to wipe down that toilet seat before he sat on it. That's a toilet seat in a bar that he just bare-assed on <laughs> without even wiping it down. And I think he's probably got some sort of a weird toilet disease now. That's so gross. It's awful. In any case, to the inventors of this stupid toilet that's angled, I don't know if you've thought much about the male anatomy, but from time to time, guys do sit on the toilet, usually once a day for the fairly regular and healthy ones. Mm-hmm. If we're sitting on a 13-degree angle, our dick's going to swing right into the porcelain, and that's not cool. Really? Yeah. Like, is that for most men, or is that like if you're... No, I mean, I would personally have that problem, and I'm not a particularly well-endowed individual. It would swing right into the porcelain? Well, yeah, you're going to have to hold it back all the time. I mean, when you're just regular sitting on the toilet, it'll just... Hang down. That's probably what they want, though. They want you to be uncomfortable. So not only are your legs burning, you got to hold your penis while you're going. Yeah, it's going to touch the porcelain and you're going to wonder what disease you just caught. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Fucking crazy is what it is. Uh, What time do you get up in the morning? People probably wonder that. Yeah, you know, I get most frequently asked what time I go to bed. But uh, what time I wake up is usually about, what do I have it set on right now? Uh, 3.15, I think is what I have it set on, and then I usually try to go to bed during the week at 8.30. Okay. This is scary, because I've been doing morning radio now for 20 years. New research finds the worst time to wake up is before 5 a.m. It's best for your heart health to sleep in until 7 a.m. or preferably 8 a.m. every day. Researchers from several universities and hospitals in Japan have concluded that very early risers have a significantly higher risk of developing heart problems than their friends who sleep in later. Wow. Well, we're screwed. Let's be real here, though. If you start work at nine, even if you don't have kids to get up and get ready and get out the door in the morning, with the way traffic is in the GTA, I don't know many people that are sleeping in past 8 a.m. to start work at nine. Not in 2019, anyway. That means every single one of us is risking a potential heart condition because we just can't sleep in as long as we want to. Does it say anything about how long you sleep for or this is just about the hour in which you wake up? I think they're generalizing about what time most people go to bed. And if you get up before 5 a.m., chances are you're in bed around 9, maybe a little before, maybe a little after. And still, that's fairly accurate. You're not getting a lot of sleep there Mm -hmm. and getting up at that early hour is bad. Um, I've got another thing here too. It's the worst things about winter. And they asked people, what do you hate most about winter? Cause winter begins this weekend. And one of the things was how cold it is in the house in the morning, especially in the winter. It's hard to get out of bed. It's freaking cold in the house. And it doesn't matter how high you set that thermostat because it gets so cold overnight. It's ridiculous. We got heaters in our new place because I'm like, I mean, I think it is everywhere, right? We're especially in the basement. It gets really cold, and when we wake up and it's cold, that's a terrible start to the day. Terrible start. That's why I always say I would love, like, a bathroom floor heater. What a treat that would be. Warm feet in the morning would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, So this survey was of 2,000 people. The number one complaint about winter is the days are too short. Yeah, it's darker, longer. Higher heating bills, welcome to the club. I legitimately just got my hydro bill emailed to me. Less sunshine because there are more clouds. Yeah, that makes sense. Scraping ice off your windshield. That's bullshit. There should be an easier way to do that, by the way. I agree. The scrape is just very... We've been doing that for 60 years. They haven't invented a way that's easier to get rid of it. And all the ways that they have invented 
are not easier. I mentioned that stupid thing that goes over your car and you're just supposed to like slide it right off. Don't get that. It's fucking horrible. Waste of money, right? Waste of money. Um, isn't there like a spray or something we can put on? Like Rain-X is fantastic in the summertime. You put the Rain-X windshield washer fluid in and before you know mm-hmm. it, the rain just beads up and flies off your car. It's amazing. Why can't they have that for ice? Isn't there an Ice-X or something so you don't have to scrape? Yeah, there should be. We got to invent something. You and I aren't inventing anything. We can barely get this fucking podcast to work properly. When I say that, I mean, maybe someone listening is smart and will just tag us onto it. We'll be the face on the bottle. (laughs) Oh, you want an endorsement deal? (laughs) No problem. Be like Kat. Don't scrape your windshield. Use this brand new product and we will endorse it heavily. Uh, Being cold. Yeah. Wet shoes. Okay. That sucks. Oh, yeah. When you have wet feet in the wintertime, that's the worst. Runny nose. Chapped lips. Yeah, again, these are things that suck about winter. Dry skin. Mm -hmm. Getting out of bed when the house is too cold. We mentioned that one. Getting into a cold bed. Okay, but when you get into a cold bed and that warm feeling happens, that's pretty magical. That's great, isn't it? I got one of those fur body pillows. So I hug the shit out of that. (laughs) Not your husband, the body pillow. I know. Well, he doesn't go to bed when I go to bed, so I'm all by myself for a little bit. I got to get warm somehow. I just snug right into that thing. It's good times. Another one that ranked high on the list was getting into a cold car. I'm right there with you because my house is fairly manageable when it comes to temperature and I've got all my routine done. But when I get in the morning, get it, sorry, when I get in the car in the morning at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and it's just as cold in the car as it is outside, that's when you do, well, you just tweeted about this last week. It's that time of year. You get inside your car and all you do is yell fuck until it gets warm. <laughs> Fuck, 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 it's cold. Fuck, fuck, do I live here? Why? Fuck. Uh, Are you on TikTok yet? I'm not on TikTok. Should I be on TikTok? I don't know. Everybody else seems to be Uh, talking about TikTok. I don't know many people that are on TikTok, but maybe that's because I'm not. I really didn't think this is going to go anywhere, but everyone's talking about TikTok. There's a lot of social networks that didn't take off, that people were all swear by it. Oh, this is the next Instagram, this is the next Facebook, you got to get on it. And they never went anywhere. It does seem, though, like TikTok is taken off. I'm still not 100% sure what the difference between it and Snapchat is, though. It's just posting videos, right? It's similar, right? It's like Snapchat, but I think, can everybody see it on TikTok, though? It's one of those things you can flip through and everybody sees it if they follow you. Is that right? I guess. I don't know because I don't have it. So a woman decided she wanted to make a TikTok, and apparently it went fairly viral. She decided that when she got up to the order speaker, she was going to sing her Starbucks order. Oh, does she have a nice voice? Uh, they say she's pitch perfect. Oh, okay. And she serenaded the barista and the video now has received 6.6 million views after being shared. Well, that's nice. Wouldn't you know I'd be the fucking person behind her, though? <laughs> Will you just please hurry up? Would you play? Stop singing. Yeah, I'd be that dick who'd be honking away. Like, how long could this possibly take to order a venti caramel macchiato? Say it and get get up to the window. Get out of here. Use the app. It's faster. Move. Even the barista is probably like, I don't care about your TikTok. Just tell me what your order is so that I can get making it and get on with my day. I think that'd be super irritating if somebody decided to do that. But in her mind, this was probably a great idea. You ever phone? Uh, you ever flown first class? I've never flown first class before. So 
they've got a new first class now. Those pods that they have on certain WestJet and Air Canada That's flights. That's crazy. They're amazing. Yeah. You can recline. You get the nice full meal and everything. I've flown at the front of the plane. I have flown business class, but I wouldn't call it mm-hmm. first class because they were just regular seats. Yeah, I've done business class too. It's definitely not first class. Air Transat has club class. That's worth every penny, by the way. I think they charge like 80, 90 bucks for it, but you get a full meal. You get seat selection. You sit at the front of the plane, first on, first off, priority baggage. That's all worth the money. So I highly recommend that, even though I haven't flown Air Transat in years. In any case, transatlantic flight, man meets a woman. He's a younger guy. I'd say he's probably about 30. Meets an older woman while they're in the waiting area before you board the flight. The woman is 88 years old, and she too is traveling from London, England to New York City. Transatlantic, it's about five and a half hours in the air, plus and minus taxiing and stuff. The guy booked himself a first class ticket. First class, London to New York, that's a couple thousand dollars for that ticket. The woman said, you know, I've never sat in first class So the guy thought about it for a little while, and they got on the plane, and he took his seat, and she took hers, and then he got up and walked to the back of the plane. She was sitting right next to the lavatory, by the way. Oh, it's a brutal seat. Worst seat on an airplane is right outside the bathroom. And he said to her, get up, go take my seat, we're switching. And she she didn't want to do it. She's like, no, 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 I don't want to take your seat, blah, 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 you paid for first class. And he said, no, ma'am. Right up there, it's going to be uh, 1D or 2A, wherever he was sitting in first class. So the woman took him up on the offer. She went and sat first class for the whole five and a half, six hours and enjoyed a once in a lifetime experience. I'm going to call it once in a lifetime because she's 88 and mm-hmm. this was the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty That's, nice story, isn't that it? That is so nice. That is really sweet. Little gestures like that, right? They go Because to him, maybe it is a little gesture. Maybe he flies first class all the time. He's been there, done that. So why not make the day of somebody? That's so nice. Well, it's nice because there's a lot of people who will do nice gestures, but they want something for it. They want the recognition. They want yeah. the attention. They want all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't want anything. He just quietly sat there. And the only reason that we know about this story is because the flight attendant went up to the woman and said, Huh, you don't look like Mike Smith. What's going on? And the flight attendant and the woman told the flight attendant, uh, there was a really nice man that, and, and I told him I'd never sat in first class, and he insisted on changing seats with That's me. That's so nice. So the flight attendants took a picture with the man and the woman, put it on Facebook, and they said, We've traveled with rock stars and footballers and celebrities and athletes and the likes all over the world of rich people. Never has anyone done anything like that. And that makes me happy. The guy didn't even do it for the gram. He wasn't looking for attention. (laughs) He wasn't doing it for the gram. He just wanted to do a nice thing. And I think that's magical. Man, and he had to sit next to the bathroom the whole time. Okay. Wow. The bathroom on an airplane, there's a couple different things going on there. There's some people who for whatever reason, even though they sat in the waiting area for at least 60 minutes, more likely two hours, that they were post-security and didn't get on the plane. They had so much time to go to the bathroom. And did they do it? No. 
But as soon as they got on the airplane, oh, fuck, I got to pee here. I think I'll go and take a uh, airplane bathroom It's shit. amazing how it just happens. And maybe it's nervous pee. Maybe those people are all taking nervous pees right off, right out the gate before they even take off. It's so true. Sitting next to the bathroom is the worst. It's the only reason I get to the airport early. If I haven't already selected my seat, I need to make sure I'm not near there. Don't even care if it's a window or an aisle. I just don't want to be near the bathroom. The bathroom is the worst nope. place. Yep. There's some people who are sneaking in there just to have sex. Sure, that happens. Do they think we don't know, by the way? Oh, I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know. People know. I don't know. If he gets up and goes to the bathroom, and then a couple minutes later, she does the look over both shoulders, and then she gets up and follows him to the bathroom. Yeah, like there's not a lot of places the two of them could be at the same time on an airplane. It's not hide and seek here. Yeah. Chances are you slipped into the bathroom with them and you're doing some dirty shit in there. I know a flight attendant who says that she sees it on a regular basis. And at this point, they don't call them out or knock on the door unless it's been a long time and they're actually taking up the lavatory for someone who needs to go. And as long as they clean up after themselves. Yeah, you can't like jizz all over you the window. You can't or jizz all over, the, all over that little bitty mirror. You can't do that. That's rude. So they'll make sure everything's okay. Might smell a little bit funky in there, but otherwise, they just let it go. When they know something's happening, they just leave it alone. Unless they're making a scene or something like that, they leave it be. They leave it be. They don't care. There's no sex patrol or anything on an airplane no. anymore? I mean, no. I don't even know if there's an actual protocol. Maybe there is, uh, but she said in a lot of cases, if it's like an, if it's a red eye and a couple people sneak off and nobody's else, nobody else is even awake on the plane anyway, they don't go out of their way to be like... Let's go. Sir, ma'am. Can you hurry up and finish? Well, that's kind of nice to know. I mean, that seems like it's a fairly human thing to do. I mean, that's just one. I'm sure that in some cases they have called people out, especially if they're inebriated. They get loud. They don't know they're loud or they like fall through the fucking door (laughs) because there's nowhere to go. Barely any room in there. Yeah, cock block is not in their job description, right? No. I mean, you are there for passenger safety, and you are a server and not a professional cock block. Nope. It's really not their job to knock on the door and say, hey, pull out and get out. (laughs) It's not their job at all. Someone else is getting a blowy in the bathroom. It's your turn, Sheila. All right. (laughs) Um, One more story here. It's Elf on the Shelf primetime season, right? Yes, it is. Do you have an elf on the shelf in your place? I do not. Okay. I haven't started it. A lot of my girlfriends are all about it. Elf on the shelf started after my kids were Christmas time age. Gotcha. And I never had to to get involved in the elf on a shelf. And by the way, if you have young kids in the car right now, this is not the time for that. Well, they shouldn't be listening to this why. podcast either. <laughs> we just talked about blowy, so it might be a good idea yeah. <laughs> to yeah. not have this on. If fucking in the bathroom on an airplane didn't make you think, mm, probably shouldn't let the kids listen to this. The elf on the shelf should probably be your cue. Get the kids away from the podcast right now. In any case, mom decided she was going to make these kids believe that the elf on the shelf is watching at all times. In an extreme effort, she shaved the word elf into the kid's head. What? Yep. Kid woke up and found the word elf shaved into his head. The mom said it was all part of her genius plan. The Christmas tradition, for those who don't know, sees the cheeky elf keep an eye on children in the buildup to the big day, and then it flies back to the North Pole to report to Santa. 
And then each morning when it returns, it hides in a different spot and it's in a different pose. And parents have gone crazy trying to come up with cool things for this elf on the shelf to do. So far, this is the first known example of an actual assault on a child. (laughs) Hey, guess what? Elf on the shelf came last night. Beat the shit out of you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hit you with a baseball bat. It's watching. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Apparently, little seven-year-old Tegan was shocked when he woke up missing hair, apparently because of his elf on the shelf. Um, Did she get in trouble? What happened? Why do we know this story? How she do we shared know it this? on Facebook. She willingly shared that she shaved elf into her kid's head while he was sleeping. Yeah. Some people... Might call that assault. <laughs> that is remorseful, yeah. I think. Yeah. Am I, would, did she seem remorseful? Not at all. Oh. She thought, ah, oh, look at this. Well, I won Elf on the Shelf this year. Maybe the kid's a little prick. Maybe he needed to be taught a little bit of a lesson for all we know. Are you suggesting that maybe Santa told the Elf on the Shelf? You go shave that little fucker's head. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. You remind him who's watching. <laughs> shave his fucking name right in his head. <laughs> Honestly, I get that you want to you want to do your fun things and have your moment for the gram and ah look at my elf on the shelf it's better than your elf on the shelf. When we start shaving people's heads or shaving words into people's heads, I think we might have gone into a weird area when it comes to elf on the shelf. Mm-hmm. This is pretty messed up if you stop and think about it. But we're not going to tell you how to parent your kids. You do whatever you do you boo. But that seems messed up to me. That's kind of messed That's up, right? Messed like, up. I read that story and I'm like, I don't get how this is a happy story. I mean, this poor kid. I, I know his hair will grow back, but shit, he's going to look like a little asshole on Christmas Day. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> I really feel bad for that kid. You're also probably going to make the kid afraid of Elf on the Shelf. If he shaved your head one night, how long until he's pricking you with hypodermic needles or something? <laughs> So he bites your leg like a fucking shark. You're going to wake up. He's going to be wielding an axe like The Shining. <laughs> Johnny. Well, successfully, you have managed to have your kid have nightmares about Elf on the Shelf. Jeez. Nice work, Mom. Nice work. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget the reason for the season, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully Santa brings you something that will protect you when you're sleeping from the Elf on the Shelf. Have a good one. We will see you again with another After 9 soon.